What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain Marty Scurll and you are listening to Behind, no sorry, what was it? Me and my friend Mark, we're gonna stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. Right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Behind the Gorilla, and uh, another week where we're recapping everything going on in professional wrestling. A um, lot, lot of stuff starting to develop. Obviously, it's going to be a big week this week as Rampage starts this uh, Friday, so a mm-hmm. lot going with uh, AEW. Um, uh, so I, I guess we can just start kind of talking about Rampage then a little bit with it coming up, because I don't know how much you've read about what the show possibly will be. But uh-huh. there's not a lot, and I think the only thing I've really seen is that there's going to be more wrestling. Like, it's going to be more yeah. wrestling-based, which confuses me because I feel like AEW already, like, Dynamite already is that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much further you can go with that without it turning into, like, Dark, which is just that, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that kind of is odd to me so the concept is not that odd to me and i'm like oh, look i'll watch it and we were just talking about this before we went on the air but like I'm, I'm out on vacation this weekend so like i'll have nothing better to do than sit down and watch it at 10 on a friday like sure i'll check it out i, I mean i guess what they're going for is literally just straight fights yeah. like I well i guess it is only UFC an hour paper. or two it's only yeah. an hour or two so like, I mean, I watched the UFC pay-per-view last night, and all I can think of is Rampage is going to be like, hey, here's these two guys, here's a fight. Hey, here's these two tag teams, here's a fight. And how like interesting if, is that for a wrestling show? If Here's the thing. Like, in abstract, if it's only an hour, I would I, I would be interested in seeing a wrestling show like sure, that. Now, sure, yeah. will I keep tuning in? I don't know. But that's an interesting idea. And like I, it makes sense for the company. It's a good way to differentiate themselves because I'll True. be honest, I've never watched an episode of Dark in my life. I've I've watched Dark it a couple Elevation. times. It's just not all that interesting. I mean, to it's me, the but... it's it's basically the developmental. Yeah, it's like, yes, hey, it listen, is, we is. just hired this guy. He's you know, this is an indie wrestler. We're going to give him reps. Like that's what it is. It's main event, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, and that's a good way to like scout for you know, for us as fans to watch and scout for talent. But like. Mm-hmm. I only got so many hours in the week, you know, but if Rampage is like that, but at like a slightly higher profile and it's just match, match, match video package like that's I'm interested in that. I don't know if it'll work or not, but I tell you, I the main reason I'm going to watch this week is just to try to figure out what the heck they're going to do with CM Punk. Because, as we all know, without a shadow of a doubt, we completely agree on CM Punk is going to debut the no, second episode not, of Rampage. August going 20th. to you guys are all but, falling for it. Mark, did you ever did you ever watch Drake and Josh growing up? Uh, yeah. You know the episode where like Drake is convinced that a girl is is only pretending to like Josh, and he goes, "She's using you, man." And Josh, who has never been with a girl before, says, "And I enjoy being used." <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta enjoy the ride, buddy. That's that, that's all you gotta do. So, but right, like I, 
I read the same thing you did or the same report where they were like, yeah, it's, it's going to be mostly just wrestling matches. And I was like, why on earth? If this happens, this is like the greatest return or re-debut, I mean, in modern wrestling history, right? Mm-hmm. And some people might say Edge, but you hate Edge and I'm indifferent about Edge. So we agree. It, it's it's this, hypothetically. Yeah. But, like, are you really going to introduce, like, this Friday, you're going to have a show with three straight wrestling matches and one video package and nothing else, and then you're going to do it on that show? Like, what? No, you're not. You want him to come out and cut a promo and, like, have something happen. So I'm the show itself. I'm interested to see how it goes, but I'm more interested to see like how on earth they're going to make CM Punk returning on the 20th. Interesting. Mm -hmm. If the show is just like four or five good matches and that's it. Yeah. What do you, I, I, I don't know what you do with that. I really don't. I feel like, you know how when they started the company and they were like, yeah, wins and losses matter. We're going to have rankings. And like, that's kind of true. Yeah. But it's also kind of, you know, like at a certain point, it's still a scripted television show with a story. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be like that. Like they're going to say the emphasis is on the wrestling, but it's just going to be like the original run out one hour runs of NXT where it's like three matches and a couple promos and it'll be a solid show, but yeah, it'll just be another show. Yeah. I, I yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Cause Obviously, they have too much talent as far yeah. as, so, you know, it's great having another platform, but it's just how, and it is with any company, how do you have two shows without one of them clearly being, you know, the less necessary one, if that makes sense? Because yeah. that's, and, and that's a really hard thing to to do. It's, it's hard, to, it's, you know, it's hard to do, and... So it'll be interesting to see how they navigate that, how if they really are kept separate storylines. I mean, obviously, I don't think they should do anything as stupid as like what WWE did in the early 2000s, but and they're not big enough for that yet. But (laughs) I don't know, like it'll just be interesting to see how they differentiate it, but without Mm -hmm. making one just be like, oh, yeah, it doesn't really matter. That, that's one of the problems it, when you don't have crossover between shows mm-hmm. is then it gets to the point where it's like, oh, I don't need to watch that because I can get everything on Dynamite anyway. Right. But at the same time, you want it to be a separate show. And if it's just the same storylines, well, then that's dumb, too. So it's like it's this weird. Yeah, it's just it's very difficult to do. And, and it, you know, and that's why many times it doesn't work. <laughs> WCW, it did not work. Like, it was I was going to say, like, I wonder if this is just going to be thunder. <laughs> yeah, and it might be. So it's, you know, it's well, just like it's just I don't know. We'll see. Smackdown. I mean, for years when I first started watching wrestling, Smackdown was nothing like I never watched Smackdown because it was the same roster. Then it was yep. before they split it up again. Yeah. So like all of the actual stories would happen on Raw and then whatever happened on Smackdown would be some stupid nonsense. You yep. know what I mean? Like it would yep. just be, oh, hey, remember these two guys? They advanced their storyline Monday night and now they're in a tag team match. What's going to happen? Ooh, can, like it's a glorified yeah. house show. Yep. Yeah. So I never, I never watched it. And even now, I mean, it's funny you talk about making one show matter. They're completely different rosters. If yeah. I watch anything, it's going to be SmackDown now. Not the rosters are different, but the SmackDown writers are like sort of good. Like the characters there are sort of interesting. So right. it's not even the same reason, right. but at least with something like dark, even if I don't watch it, I understand. Okay. This is kind of the developmental show and it features different people. And is more like their own NXT and that it's yeah, a deeper yeah, dive yeah. into their talent. 
Yep. If Rampage is like, all right, now we've got Miro fighting this other guy. Like at some point, yeah, you're watering it down and I'm just not going to watch it, but you got me for two weeks AEW. So yeah. make it count. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what they decide to do and how they decide to push that, yeah. that type of talent and everything. But I, I think it, they just, yeah. Yeah. I, I'd like to see it with them utilize the other people that they have on their roster that they never yeah. get to. I mean, you know, look, gets to do anything, so. at the end of the day, if it's just I, I would way rather they make up a new show, stick it on a dead time slot Friday night and and stick that hour there and just have a fine, like additional one hour show. Yeah. Then make Dynamite three hours long or oh, whatever. Yes, you yes, know what I mean? For it's sure, about creating for sure. content. Even if this is just another dark, like that's fine because Dynamite's yeah. still awesome. So I'll whatever, you know, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. fine. And well, we'll see what happens, but it's, uh, it's exciting times for sure with, uh, with AEW. Sure. Um, real quick, do you have anything to say about WWE? Yes, I do. I'm glad okay. you asked. Okay, so, good. I'm sorry I asked. Right, clearly. I was really we, hoping for no. We've talked fine. about this. It'll be quick. So clearly, like we've talked about this off the air, but this show has basically just evolved into like, hey, what's going on? How do we feel about it? That's pretty cool. Um, oh, I mentioned in passing this week. We had a bunch of new hires at my office and we're like, oh, hey, you know, go around and say a fun fact, which everyone hates, obviously. But the only thing I can ever think of now is me and my friend technically do a wrestling podcast where we talk about wrestling. So if any of y'all look this up and are listening to it now, I'm very sorry. But, you know, (laughs) come tell me and I'll give you 10,000 bonus points. Go go um, listen to our other episodes. They were much better before. Right. Like, so my point being, there used to be some sort of structure to all this. And now it's just kind of like, eh, listen, we don't have the time or the energy to go look up some new crappy thing. To be honest, the network change had a big thing to play in that. It did. It 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 really did. It sucks looking stuff up on Peacock. It is awful. Peacock's not a great it's service terrible. just in general. It is awful. Never mind. WWE Network was fantastic. It, it it had like six years in. Every mm-hmm. most of the stuff had been revamped like several times. Yeah. Like it was it was, you know, for the most part, it was pretty much banging on all cylinders. And then yeah. they're just like, <laughs> nope, we're gonna take this billion dollars and screw all you guys. And it's like, oh, okay, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Okay, so that's the one thing. They released a whole bunch of people again. Bray oh, Wyatt's that's gone. Right. They that's did. wild. No, we, we, um, no, they they'd already released Bray Wyatt last week. We talked about that. Oh, did they? And we, okay, but they we did release more people. I just here's didn't the know thing. Who most of them were here's the thing. There's like at least a forty percent chance that Ric Flair shows up on NWA television again because that man Ooh. will go anywhere for a paycheck. And yeah. how cool would that be? Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> it's too bad we can't watch it anymore. I gotta be honest. If, if look, this is terrible objectively. But if Ric Flair showed up and was like, hey. Nick Aldis, you suck. I'm fighting you for that title. I would subscribe <laughs> and start watching. I oh, would. 100%. Yeah, that's not even I a question. I will unironically root for Ric Flair to win another NWA Heavyweight <laughs> Championship. I well, he's got to pass will. John Cena now. Exactly. John Cena passed exactly. him, so he's got to win a couple more. Okay, so let me. I'm going to take that opportunity and steer this thing back on the road and talk about WWE. The one thing that I wanted to talk about, this is not enough for an episode in and of itself, but I just noticed it, and, and it's worth mentioning on this show. So last week's episode of SmackDown, Finn Balor has a contract signing with Roman Reigns. He's the hot new superstar. He's just returned. He's getting the title match with Roman at SummerSlam, not John Cena. Mm -hmm. So he's down there for the contract signing. Uh, It it doesn't go well because it's a contract signing, and we know how that goes. 
but it doesn't go well in a completely different way this time because Baron Corbin interrupts, attacks Finn Balor, throws him over the barricade, and then John Cena's music hits. John Cena comes in to make the save, chases off Baron Corbin, and then John Cena picks up the contract for the match with Roman Reigns at SummerSlam and just signs it. And they complain about this backstage. Like Paul Heyman, he, they go to the GM and Sonya Deville, who's like the GM's assistant, and they complain. And they're like, hey, that's ridiculous, right? Yeah. And Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville are like, it's a signed contract. John Cena's oh. got a match at SummerSlam. It's like, it's like they just try. It's like they're just trying <laughs> to just tell you how much they hate you. It, I just I, once again I know you're going to laugh at this but this is a very Harris reaction the kayfabe implications of this are just staggering I know like every, why doesn't everyone do every this every contract well that's the thing like every contract in this company is just a money in the bank contract like if you yeah. just hustle hard enough I mean this feeds into my like my own again kayfabe theory that like Vince McMahon intentionally hires bad referees and gives them like bad training because he kind of wants to incentivize people to like cut corners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to do whatever it takes to win. Like he, he has that wiggle room built in intentionally because he thinks it makes wrestling more interesting. This is completely in kayfabe. Like he just likes to have that wiggle room. And this is kind of the same thing where, yeah, you're like, why doesn't everyone do that? Cause that's, that's a game changer. I mean, that's astonishing. Like you should have, like one of my favorite wrestling writers, David Shoemaker, he talked about this on a podcast years ago, but he always wanted to see like a wrestler who keeps interrupting John Cena because he's watched enough wrestling to realize that if you interrupt John Cena enough times, then you'll get like a pay-per-view match with him. Right. Like somebody who's just completely broken the system. Yeah. And my, I, yeah, that's kind of what this does. So that's, I, I don't know why you can't like they're completely overthinking it. You can just say what everyone already knows, which is, hey, John Cena is a huge deal. Roman Reigns is the hottest thing on the block right now. We're going to put him in a big blockbuster match. <laughs> but no, you're going to have him steal it from Finn Balor. And somebody else pointed this out. Like, I don't think this is likely, but there is a non-zero chance that the company's like, hey, Ric Flair kind of annoyed us when he asked for his release last week. Let's just go ahead and give John Cena the title win so he has more title wins than Rick. He Flair. already does. He's tied with him no, right now. No, he has 17. He passed on him the a books. couple years ago. Yeah. On the books, it's mm -hmm. officially tied. So what? I'm just telling you. Yeah. Oh no, then they then they they're shifting something because it was a big deal. Like he passed him a few years ago and got to 17. One hundred percent. I'm pretty sure you're wrong about this, dude. I, I if it's not something that they like miscounted, it was a big deal about him tying him. Listen, this was like the first or second year I was watching wrestling. So I remember this. The whole thing was that he was wrestling Seth Rollins for the title at SummerSlam and John Stewart cracked him in the head with a chair because John Stewart was like, listen, I love Ric Flair so much. I can't let you like either beat or tie his record. I think it was tie. And eventually John Cena won one more and like has tied the record now, but he hasn't beaten it. It, it would be to surpass him. And I only know that because some, you know, another wrestling podcast I follow was like, oh, no, they might. See, they, they might. No, do I that. literally oh, just no. looked it up. Ric Flair has 16 recognized world titles. John Cena has 17. I literally just looked it up. What? When did he pass him? What's it the was 17? a few years ago. 
I have no memory of that at all. I don't think anyone else does either. That's wild. Well, all the more reason Ric Flair should go to the NWA and win the title one more time. Yes, that's just, yes, he should. <laughs> dude, I would lose, like, unironically lose my mind. That would be so fun. But anyway, sorry. So John Cena stealing that and and getting it and Adam Pierce being like, listen, the check's clear either way. I don't care. That's a match. Like, it's so stupid and it's so unnecessary, but it, it's great. <laughs> okay, now now I'm, big, I'm looking at another thing that says a different number. So now I don't even know what's going on. But I'm, I'm, I could have sworn I'm, he had passed him at one point. And it like they didn't make a big deal out of it, like on purpose. Like they put some sort of like controversy in there or something where it was like, wait a minute. Didn't he just pass Ric Flair? And then they like just didn't mention it. I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's it's not. I'm pretty sure they're tied because – I mean, listen. Either they way, could it's dumb. Us, but like, either way, it's stupid. So John Cena, that. Tr- like John Cena, trying to pass Ric Flair is a storyline for any title feud at any point in time, all by itself, and a really compelling one. True. As which is all the more be- so. <laughs> so right. So you saying that, and like they they could have accidentally done it. I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm I'm I am ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure that they have not done it yet. But anyway. I just felt like that was the kind of inane wrestling nonsense that was worth mentioning on this show. Oh, for so, sure. For sure. No, definitely. I wanted to point that out. Oh, yeah. And speaking of that, why why has John Cena not just adapted his Peacemaker character as a wrestling character and be a heel? Because that would be amazing. If any of you have seen The Suicide Squad yet, it, it one, it's really good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, John Cena is fantastic in it. And if that character was a wrestling character, it would be amazing. Huh. Okay, except except for that. the, you know, the mass murdering of people, obviously. Well, that you can't really do that, but some of the language I imagine too. Yeah, I've yeah. not seen the movie yet. Yeah, but. yeah. So, you know, there's a little bit that would have to be done. But for the most part, it's such an over the top and ridiculous character that I don't know. I think mm. it would work, but I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I can see that, but well, so here's the thing. Just I agree that that would be good and that would be a great wrestling character for John Cena at some point in the future. I feel like the entire appeal of this match is John Cena is very intentionally being the same old cookie cutter, cheesy t-shirt wristbands and little sweatband Mm -hmm. John Cena, John Cena right? to highlight the contrast between him and actual cool guy now roman reigns sure and i've always thought roman reigns is cool but like other people think he's cool now too like objectively right right. he's doing his best work and like i mean he's gonna kill him like john c i think this company you know you never know but like i'm pretty sure roman's gonna win and this is like another moment of ascendancy for him so i think should be the choice on his part on john zena's part to not evolve at all and to very much be like the same John Cena we remember from 2010. Like, I think that's a choice. That's not to say that they, you know, are capable of changing John Cena's character because I'm not sure that they are. But right. he's definitely doing that on purpose. And if he does anything different or edgier, it'll be like in another year or two. But I got to go see Suicide Squad. Yeah, I thought yeah. about doing it today. And then, like we said, that didn't happen. Yeah, no, it, it was really good. I've, I watched it. Want, twi- but... I've watched it twice already because it's on HBO okay. Max. And uh, oh, is it really? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So better yeah. than better than the original Suicide Squad. That huh? movie doesn't exist. <laughs> the movie's so horrible on every possible, <sighs> on every scale. That movie's awful. Like it's stupid. It's dumb, and it's so 
boring like on top of everything else like it's no well no, it's not even close this is far better um, this is not a Suicide Squad podcast, but as soon as they were like the Suicide Squad with James Gunn, I was like, oh, okay. Well, yep. yeah, yep, <laughs> that'll be good. Yep, and he he James guns it up big time, but right. but this time Sweet. he he doesn't have the Disney gloves on, so mm-hmm. he gets mm-hmm. to go old school horror movie James Gunn at the same time as superhero James Gunn, and so that's pretty yeah. fun. Yeah, I'm excited to see what the body count is like. In that oh movie. yeah, yeah, that'll be yeah. yeah, that's that'll be something. Yeah, that's for well because sure. that's the. Okay, we're really going to talk about wrestling after this. But watching the trailer, you're like, all right, so half of these people are going to die. Like, that's the thing with the first Suicide Squad. <laughs> no, like, one right, person we'll, we'll... died. One. <laughs> yeah, you're like, all right, well, Will Smith's not going to die. Margot Robbie's not going to die. Like, it's a Misfits movie. Watching the trailer, just the trailer for this Suicide Squad movie, you're like, oh, this is going to be like the the, yep. the names we start with and the names we end with are going to be very different. Yes, like, yes, Half they of are. these characters are just here so they can die. There's and that's what you expect <laughs> yeah. from a movie called Suicide Squad. There's plenty of characters you definitely think are going to be in the movie that you realize are not going to be in the movie. And there's plenty of characters you think are not going to be in the movie that end up being in the movie. So it's 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 a fun balance of uh, of a lot of that. So I, I so you're telling it. me um, you're telling me Batman's in this movie, huh? That's not what I meant, but <laughs> I meant as far as the characters we've seen like, wow. and how long they're going to be in the movie. That's what I meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, uh, wow, Jared Leto's Joker was in the last 45 uh, minutes. I was not expecting that. Good <laughs> Lord. Talk about a way to Okay. Movie. We're anyway, going um, to steer this back on the ship. Neither Dynamite here nor there. Was good, huh? Dynamite yeah. was great. Again, um, one, Dynamite has never not been at least decent. I've never seen a bad episode of Dynamite. I've seen like some, you know okay episodes dynamite Mm -hmm. i've never seen a bad episode and the past couple months harris they've all been like spectacular like week after week after week it's just (laughs) like they're showing no signs of slowing down every week seems even better like they're awesome (laughs) they are banging on everything right now there's so many great storylines going on the matches have been fun the moments have been great and this was another one. It started right off. We get Chris Jericho and Juventud Guerrera. We get the WCW Cruiserweight Championship f- f- yeah. from 1997. And it's it was, oh, it was great. Hoovy looked great. He was, the only thing was they were not quite on the same page um, a few times. <laughs> and, and I think I know why. I honestly think, and I don't know if this was intentional or not. But there, I think there was a thought, again, either intentional or not, where they were trying to wrestle like they did in 97. And they mm-hmm. can't. And a mm-hmm. few times it was like, okay, they missed that. They were too slow yeah. there. They bot- yeah. not Botch is strong because they didn't quite botch anything because they're too it's good. It's just a little that. off. But they yeah. were just a little off where it's like, all right, they're both slower. And they didn't mm-hmm. account for that. So mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe they literally didn't have time to, to do anything ahead of time. I, I have no mm-hmm. idea or if they just didn't realize it or, or if they were just in the moment. Like, I don't I don't know. But they clearly, mm-hmm. you know, they're 50 years old. They don't they can't wrestle like that anymore. And there was right. just a few moments where I'm like, OK, they were trying to do that there and they can't. But again, that was minority. The storytelling was fun. The only thing that made no sense whatsoever who was the heel and baby face here? Cause I, I had no idea. Cause I, I thought this Hoovy was yeah. supposed to be the heel. Cause he's been hired by MJF. 
but he did not wrestle like the heel. Jericho mm-hmm. wrestled more like a heel than Hoovy did. He's trying to rip his mask off. I was sitting there, I was like, what are you doing? You're the yeah. baby face. What is wrong with you? So it was like a couple of those moments where I was like, the storytelling's <laughs> a little weird here. But then at the end, it was like, oh no, they're both baby faces because MJF beat them both up for some reason. And you're like, okay. I mean, that works because you can always just turn it on MJF. So that's fine. Yeah. But that was just a little weird. Uh, see, I think so. First of all, I think I agree. Like them being like clearly old and a little off, like that can be distracting. But like if you have some suspension of disbelief, mm-hmm. I think it really helps the storyline because the whole point is, hey, this is like a whole retrospective on your career, Chris Jericho, and like in this particular labor of Jericho, we're going to make you revisit something else that you know you did in your past so it's highlighting like hey these guys aren't as young as they used to be but they didn't highlight it like the announcers didn't highlight they didn't make that a thing and if that was a thing that would have been great but they didn't do that so that's where i'm like this was not intentional yeah i I guess in kayfabe i felt i guess they felt like it would be weird to point out how old and slow chris jericho is compared to 1997 and they didn't want to feel like they were burying him like i said there's some suspension of disbelief involved there, but when you see them and they're kind of struggling, you're like, yeah, no, this makes sense. Cause Chris Jericho is like 50. And the whole point is that he's struggling to do this. And like this, the stipulation is he's got to win with a move off the top rope. Right. And it's hard for him to do that now sure. because he's old and slow and he pr- prefer to use his expertise and kind of ground the match to a halt and, you know, mm-hmm. keep you grounded. Oh yeah. yeah that I, was the, great. the face heel thing I, didn't bother me. I think because I'm much more like I, I'm not as technically invested as you are. And a lot of fans are. So in my mind, th- this felt like something more like a UFC fight where you're like, listen, I like both of these guys. They're just going to go out there and they're going to fight. That's really what it was. Like it felt like a really sporting contest. So I wasn't really distracted by that. And you know, MJF is kind of the heel throughout the whole thing. Right. right. The thing I thought was kind of weird, which is much more of a nitpick was like, there was at least one occasion, if not more, where Aubrey Edwards was like, one, two, no, you can't pin him. You can't pin him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because what I thought they were going to do was like, uh, I don't know. I thought it was conducted under normal rules, and MJF was going to be like, if you don't win with a with a move off the top rope, I'm not going to count it, and oh, you'll have failed. Okay. I didn't know Aubrey Edwards was in on it. Yeah, so yeah, I thought no, there was no, going to be a like moment. The rule. No, because it was an official yeah. match stipulation. Like, you can't yeah, win this match. Like yeah, to win okay. this match, you have to do that. They no. they made that a thing. I just thought that was a little weird. Like I wasn't expecting that. I thought there was going to be a moment where he like goes for the pin and then has to stop and is like, wait, gotcha. no, I can't win that way. And like in WWE, he would have pinned him and won and then been like, oh no, I lost. Gotcha. I also yeah, yeah, yeah. this is an absolute nitpick. I thought that like the Judas effect off the top rope was really dumb. Just hit him with an elbow drop. Wow, I thought it was awesome. I loved it. It was fine. I mean, look, you hit the Judas effect once, he's already dead. Whatever you hit off the top rope isn't going to be what knocks him out. You just have to hit it. I get, in order yeah, to win I the get match. that. I'm, no, I'm to- I but. totally understand. But that is one time when we're flipping sides on this, and I thought it yeah. was fun, and I did not expect that to happen, and I thought it looked really good. Like, I thought they did it, mm-hmm. they executed it well. So I, I thought it was cool. I, I enjoyed that's it. But you make enough. a fair oh. point. Like, you make that's yeah. all perfectly fair. But uh, so, <laughs> I thought it was cool. And then can we talk okay. about the stupidity with this next match? Hang on. Let me say one more thing about this first match because we answered our own question last week. We were like, how on earth do you top Nick Gage? And then watching this match on Dynamite, I was like, oh, here's the thing. 
they know we like and respect Chris Jericho. They don't want Chris Jericho to main event the show for like five straight yeah. weeks or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you have to give him some right. that are great main event matches and some labors that are fun opening matches. Sure. You can't do it all. That's true. <laughs> main event. So that was the only other thing is I realized that about halfway through this match. I was like, oh, no, this makes sense, actually. So no, what happened in the next match? No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about the next match in this. Like, because at the end, Wardlow comes oh. out, beats them both up, and oh. MJF is like, next week, you're going to wrestle Wardlow. And you're thinking, okay, that's fair. Now, what makes it special? And he's like, stipulation, with himself as a special referee. Or no, what does he say? He didn't say that. He said, with me He's going to be there. He said something like that. And I was like, oh, MJF is the referee? That's a perfect labor. Because, like, how do you win when literally the guy is the ref? Like, that, you know, that that's an easy, that that's a easy wrestling trope like it's done all the time i was like that's a great idea but that's not what it's gonna be then when they announce the match it's just with mjf at ringside i was like he's been at ringside for everything who cares (laughs) that's not even a stipulation like what right are they are they stupid like are they really stupid like that was the that was the dumbest thing i've ever i've probably seen with this whole feud what are you thinking what what is this well, MJF's bit at all of this. Talk, I just, ugh, I just that just drives me nuts. Well, you talk about the down, like the downgrade, like oh, Nick Gage to Juventud Guerrero. You're like, all right, well, that's not quite as intense. But again, main event, opening match, whatever. There's going to be a difference. But then, yeah, you're just like you're going to fight Wardlow in a match. You're like, well, okay. Like, I feel like we're going backwards here. I feel like you should start with the guys yeah. you have in normal matches, and then like in, ratchet up the intensity as you go. Yep. Is there only – there's only five, right? Is next yeah. the last one? Uh, or the, no, the left? next one is four, and he has to go through five, so there will be one more, okay. I guess. So it's five for the right to fight MJF, right? right. It's not like yes. the fifth one is going to be. I don't think so. I think it's five and then MJF. What do you think is the craziest thing that he could do for the fifth one? At this point, nothing. I don't know. They don't seem to be doing that, so what? I don't know. What if MJF dumb. was like beat CM Punk in his first match back, and everybody's like, oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I just I could like, not believe that I was like special guest referee MJF is perfect that that is absolutely perfect that's, that's exactly something he would do and that's what seemed to be what was being announced nope yeah. he's just gonna be there as like a enforcer some BS right. where it's just like is he mentally inco- incapable of being a referee like is, did they run into that scenario where like Maxwell Jacob Friedman just literally can't do it for some reason like I don't because it just doesn't make any sense I just don't get it that anyway I was really mad Maybe when, there's a, when I found that out. I like to think that in storyline, MJF is having the same problem we are out of storyline, which is that he was like, man, I really uh, I really thought Nick Gage would do it. Um, I'm struggling to come up with other ideas mm-hmm. here. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just kind of flailing at this point. So it would be great if the fifth one was like a one-on-one match with... Uh, Jungle Boy, sure, yeah, let's do that. Like just a match, like just a dynamite match. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't either. I don't know what they'll do. Anyway, um, I mean, so I that went say, from yeah, fun like I, to very disappointing. But anyway, um, from fun to fun, I'll yeah, say. I'm, yeah, I'm less excited for this one than I was the last two. Certainly. Oh, by far. Um. So then we had a random three uh, six man tag with Moxley. Eddie Kingston and then Darby Allen versus this brand new team 
these three new guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've been wrestling on Dark. I'm not sure, but uh, it's a team called 2.0 and then Daniel Garcia, all people I've never heard of. I'm sure the indie wrestling diehards know these people, but I, I don't. <laughs> and um, so that was kind of weird. They uh, they have to be someone's because they threw them right into this. So I would assume they're, they've been making waves somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they gave them promo time, like like backstage segment, like promo time, like calling out. You know, these guys, it just, it was all very random and kind of weird, but I was all for it. Just seeing, uh, Moxley or, um, Darby with Kingston and Moxley. As soon as I saw it, I was like, Ooh, that's a great idea. Like, that's a great fit. And I thought, I mean, the match was what it was. It it didn't really do anything. It was just kind of to get these guys on the show, I assume. But watching those three interact and, and with Sting there, like that grouping was a lot of fun to watch. I liked Moxley, Kingston and Darby a lot. Yeah, a thing I like about this show is it's still so new and so fresh that, like, they can just do this occasionally. And you, you as a fan, you're like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen them wrestle together before. That's cool. In a way that, yeah. like, you know, WWE can't really do because it all gets repetitive and there's a lot of 50-50 booking and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all that being said, I was kind of skimming through Dynamite and said to myself, oh, so this is just to get everybody on the card. Eh. And I didn't really watch this match. So, yeah. That's I'll fair. take your word for it when you say it was fine. I I meant to like at some point I was like, oh, I bet it's fun. I'll go back and rewatch it. But in terms of storyline, like mm, yeah, clearly no. nothing's happening. No, here, and no. I don't think anything did. So, yeah, no, there, there's nothing story wise. If you're going to have a going yeah. that, but but it was just fun yeah. watching them interact. If you're going to have a fun throwaway match. Yeah, they gave they let Darby get the, the pin and everything. So I was like, oh, OK, good for Moxley. That's you know, that's fine. Yeah. The only thing I don't understand, Moxley's gotten ridiculous with his stupid finishing move. What is it still called a paradigm shift or is there another move? Is that that's what's called? I mean, right? I, I think that's what awful called. actions in my head every time I see it. But yeah, it's it should have been. It should it should have been the awful <laughs> actions. Like it that was a missed opportunity, big time. But um, he it so his move is a double arm, a double underhook DDT. That's what it is, and we've right. seen it from about thirty different wrestlers over the past thirty years that have used it as a finishing move, including Mick Foley. But um. Mm-hmm. he's like has started like a few months ago he does this like big exaggerated move where like he lifts him like three feet in the air and then kind of mm. tries to drop him on their head and i remember the first time he did that it was in one of those title matches like as a big finish and i was like okay well that's cool he put some extra into it he does it every time and it's gotten to the point where like they don't even come close to their head. Like, they basically just land on their back. Like, he's, like, flipping them over, and it's, like, a lame-looking suplex. And I'm like, dude, tone that down. Like, you've kind of lost... You've lost what the move is. Like, it's not even the move anymore. And it looks terrible. And it's just like, stop doing that. Go back... DDTs look good because they're quick, and they're you're driving their head into the mat. Like, that's the whole point of it. Right. With this big, when you, like, lift them up and then drop, and it's like, well, are you trying to DDT him or suplex him? Because neither are happening here. And Okay, I'm going to have to rewatch nit- this, this match is a just to see This that is finisher. just a nitpick. Yeah. It doesn't really matter, but it's just like, Moxley, you could sure that up a little bit. Like, you're trying to do it a little bit too big, and it kind of looks silly, but it's fine. But it didn't matter, because then know, Darby I... hit the coffin drop, so, you know, it's fine, but, eh. I miss I miss you know the norm, yeah, I mean, normal looking move. I can see that. I'm interested to hear that he's doing that in AEW because like 
that clothesline, that rebound clothesline he would always hit in mm-hmm. WWE was like a great idea in theory. Yeah. That always looked absolutely awful every single time he did yeah. in practice. Yeah. So I wonder if he just personally has this tendency to like overdo things just a little bit. Like if he just can't pull that off. I'll have to yeah, I'm gonna know. rewatch just for that. Just yeah, to see know. that finish because I didn't I didn't notice, but he's been doing it for a we'll while see. now. That's interesting. Um, and yeah, it's yeah. just yeah, just I think he's gone a little bit too far, but that's it's fine. Uh, okay. We saw Christian wrestle the blade. That's fine. I mean, you got good wrestlers in there, so they put on a good wrestling match. <laughs> that's really all it was. They're, they're, we're just leading to Christian Matt Hardy again at some point, and I don't, I really don't care. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Call me when he, um, call me when he turns on Jungle Boy and they feud. Until then, I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna watch a lot. Yeah, of that'll be fun. Stuff, to be honest, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> so then Britt Baker came out to talk, and then Red Velvet came out, and we're like, oh yeah, she's a part of the company, and then challenged her to a match, and now has a title match, and you're like, oh, <laughs> uh, all right, well that was easy. <laughs> This is what I was okay. saying about like the hypothetical wrestler who just interrupts John Cena every week because I mean, he knows like, sooner she or later had a, like, get a title Apparently, shot. like she's been winning a bunch on Dark, like because they they made a point to say she's twenty one and four this year. Um, and it's like <laughs> what? okay, good grief. That's you know that's I mean, and I like I like Red Velvet. I when she was part of you know some of sure. these other feuds, like she you know she she's still new, and you can tell yeah. that. But but she's pretty good. Like she can go yeah. and has charisma and stuff. So, you know, this will be interesting, but it's just, it's just so funny sometimes with, especially this women's division where you're like, yeah, there's not really anyone here. So we don't really have any stories or anything. So it's like, uh, uh, you, (laughs) Ah, but it's fine. You know, good for, you know, again, it's, no, hopefully she gets a chance to shine. So yeah, it's red velvet or it's not the rose, right? Was it, was it Camille there? Uh yeah 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 she showed up but it was for um uh the uh, they're blade. promoting the NWA show yeah because like the not blade a... and Christian Cage during yeah. that match um the you know because the bunny is with the blade and she was right. wrestling Layla Layla Hirsch and um, right and, and they Layla were wrestling Hirsch is fighting for the they time. wrestled That's later right. in the okay. show for um a spot at like for the number one contendership for the NWA title so that was a little bit later on right. okay. in the show. Okay, but yeah, right, but yeah, right, Camille right. was okay, there. Yeah, I just, and holy crap, man, her yeah. next to Layla Hirsch is just like, oh wow, oh okay, because Layla Hirsch is like four, like four ten or something like that, and then Camille's yeah. like what six two or something. Like, I mean, just she's just enormous. Yeah, she's huge. And yeah, she, well, that's I'm not I mean, kidding. Layla Hirsch was literally at the stomach or waistline of like Camille, and you're yeah. like, oh, this is the match. All right. But, it, you know, but of course, Layla Hurst is like a legit athlete, like an Olympic right. wrestler. So you're like, all right, I can get behind that. That could be fun. Right. That could well, be and, fun. You know, Cam- yeah. Well, and Camille's whole character is that she's just absurd, right? She's like, what they should have every, done with Charlotte. In every sense. Yeah. Well, listen, don't get me don't get me started on Charlotte Flair. But yeah, basically. Well, they yes, kind of did that with but, Charlotte for a while, but. <sighs> anyway, that's uh, here and there. Um, so yeah, there's a th- that, that's going to be a title match, I think, on Friday th- this week the, at Rampage oh, that okay. AW uh, that um AEW Women's Championship match with uh, Britt Baker and Red Velvet, I think, is on this first show. So, no, oh, that's well. fine. Um, 
So Hangman left the Elite again. Or, no, excuse me. Hangman left the Dark Order after Mm -hmm. their loss, which makes sense because he feels like it's his fault that they lost Mm -hmm. their title shot. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a fun storyline. And then, of course, the, the Elite came out and beat him up. And then the Dark Order didn't help him, which I knew that was going to happen. And um, I liked that touch. I yeah. really did. Because they, they tease it like, oh, they come running out for the save. And then two of them are like, no, 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 no. He wants to do this on his own. Yeah. Which the the like, two leaders, Grayson and uh, Evil Uno, right. were like, no, right. no. He, t- he said to not do it. Yeah, and the and the commentators did a really good job, like making it clear that's what was happening, you know, yep. or whatever. But then, you you know, a part of me is like, yeah, I don't think he meant like just let anyone come along and beat me up. I think he right. just meant like, <laughs> hey, we probably won't be in any matches together for a while, and it would be really funny if the next week he was like, yeah, I just meant like we're not going to be in any matches together for a while. But mm-hmm. this was this whole segment was very mean spirited in a very good way, like in a way that it should be, because it just makes Kenny and the Bucks look like the absolute worst. Yep, it makes Kenny look like a lunatic. But here's the thing: this is what I liked about it. I mean, I like that it you know it establishes Hangman as his own guy, as a guy who's like not going to beg to join the elite again because he knows that's not for him. Like he's growing as a person. Mm-hmm. Dark Order respect him. That's why they're like, no, 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 no. He doesn't want us to help him. Like, we got to let him do his own thing. I'm reading a little too much into this probably, but like Kenny Omega is being this vindictive because he's scared of Hangman Page. Right, And yeah, does not want to actually wrestle him. Yeah, and of course. That, Tale as old as time the, with wrestling. It's, the, it's perfect. The way they're able to do that without having to come out and say it is phenomenal. Yeah, you're exactly right. Like he nobody has ever gotten him this upset before. And it's because he wants to prove without a shadow of a doubt that Hangman doesn't belong in a title match with him mm-hmm. because he really does not want to have a title match one on one with Hangman Page. I really, really like that. That's yeah. really, really good. And I don't the, know when it's going to happen, but and the other it. thing we need to talk about this is so Kazarian then came out because he's been doing like <laughs> a beating the elite thing. But the problem is. They won't let him do anything. So they just have him come out and get beat up every week by the elite. And you're like, let him, dude, he's got to win. Like he's got, let him beat Sean Spears or someone like he, like he's, that's got to go somewhere. This doesn't work. Like that's a good idea. And he can pull that type of character off, but like you have to do something with it. So hopefully they do because it's getting ridiculous. (laughs) Like do something because it's there. There's something there. Now just, just do it. Oh, Kazarian Dirt deserves better. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I remember even at Double or Nothing, I think I texted you this, or I looked it up on Twitter. Like, the, he he had a run-in at Double or Nothing, Yeah, and I was there live, so I didn't know who it was. Like, oh, I don't yeah, know that yeah. much about Frankie Kazarian. I was like, who the heck was that guy? Like, mm-hmm. was he a new wrestler to the company? Who was that? And then I looked it up, or I heard somebody, or you texted me. It was like, it was Frankie Kazarian. Mm-hmm. And I know enough to know, oh, Frankie Kazarian, the elite hunter, but like, he clearly hasn't made that much progress between no. double or nothing and now nope. that you're right. It's I kind of dig it at this point. It's just very funny that he occasionally it's like a um, it's like a Stasiak thing. Like he just occasionally comes running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We'll do an episode uh, on that guy one day. But if you know, you yeah, know, he just yeah. comes running out and then falls flat on his face and then the elite just keep doing what they're doing. Yep. But yeah, God bless, man. Sooner or later, you know, you'll get it. Sooner the other later. thing we got to mention is uh, we got to talk about uh, Kenny Omega's shirt, right? 
Oh, dude, I didn't even think about this until somebody on Twitter pointed it out. But yeah, yeah that can't be an accident. Uh, you would think. You, you would think. Uh, you'd think he had a Cookie Monster shirt on for a reason. But uh, eh, I'm just saying, we get ready for the disappointment. Everyone get ready for the disappointment. It's going to happen. Again, if they're if they're wrong and if they're just leading us all on, then Chicago's going to like tear that ring apart know, piece by I piece while the wait. show's still that happening. That almost would so be more be entertaining than Punk coming out with like if an actual riot broke out. That'd yeah, be incredible. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, all right. So now we're on to Harris's favorite. Miro versus Lee Johnson. And can you explain to me what in the world w- went on with this match? Like it was a match, like a long match. Where like Lee Johnson so like had like, is, like a third yeah. of the offense. And I was sitting there, I was like, have they built Lee Johnson up for this to happen yet? And I don't think they have. Like I'm I, like so I expected I think, Miro to beat him in like three minutes. Yeah. So happen. I think they're considering this match to be the building up of Lee Johnson. Like they're not gonna do anything with him yet, but like I mean, I thought about this watching the match. Like I was like all right, well, I guess this guy's gotten enough offense in that I have to acknowledge him and, like, consider him. Right. So well played, because I didn't sure. know who he was before this. So now, like, the next time he does a thing, I'll be like, oh, yeah, Lee Johnson had some good offense against Miro. Like, it was the build, and I thought yeah. it was going to be a squash, too. But, like, I mean, I think it's two things. One, it's it's them, you know, saying, hey, Harris, Lee Johnson, remember this guy? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. And two, it's Rusev, like, I'm sorry, not Rusev, Miro, you know, it's Miro showing like kind of exercising his selling muscles a little bit, like his big monster selling muscles a little bit. And I like the way that like Lee Johnson is trying to chop him down. So he'll do this thing where he lands a move and Miro, like, like Rusev, Miro staggers. And then he hits it again and he falls down to one knee and then he hits it again. Like there yeah. was a lot of that. It was almost like he was working on getting chopped down mm-hmm. just to show like, okay, I know how to do this part too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it wasn't as much of a squash as I expected, but he still looked like a monster at the end of it. Cause he, yeah. and I think that was the other thing is, you know, we're going to show him take a beating experience, a little bit of actual punishment and still just crush this guy. Like it continues to elevate him too. So it wasn't really what I was expected. I'd be lying if I told you I was super into it. But like, like I said, okay, when Lee Johnson has a feud with somebody that he might actually win, like I'm gonna pay attention now. So the only well thing done, is, I, guess. I feel like point. we haven't done enough Rusev squash matches, if that makes sense. And that might sound weird, but like I yeah. kind of we haven't gotten to see him wrestle as much where he's literally just ripped the arms off of his opponents in like a minute mm-hmm. and a half. Like, well, I wanted to, I've wanted to see a little bit more of that at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, and then mm-hmm. you can start, but that's just, that's just nitpicking where I just like watching Rusev be a monster, Miro be a monster. And so I just kind of, I don't know. I mm-hmm. feel like there was room for more of that before matches like this started, if that makes sense. But I mean, it, you mm-hmm. know, it's fine because yeah. you know, everyone's yeah, they're both, you know, they're both great and everything. So it's fine. Yeah. It's just it's a little just a tiny bit disappointing. Well, I see what you're saying. I think there's two other things to consider. I mean, one, we're assuming this is going to go in a linear fashion where like everybody gets closer and closer until he loses. That might necessarily be true because number two, we'll get to this in a little bit. I, I think they might have looked at the main event and said, well, 
we don't need two matches like that on the same card. And that's fair. That's a very good point. I think that might have been part of the thought process. I would not be surprised if we see him rip the arms off of a couple more people in in the weeks and months to come. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm all for it. That's for sure, because that's a lot of fun. I like watching Rusev just kill people. It's very entertaining. Yeah, it's great. Uh, all right, so then we had the number one contender match for the NWA Women's Title, the Bunny and Layla Hirsch, and I. I'm sorry, I, I. I as much as I care about the NWA, I didn't care really about this match. It just was what it was, and uh, so you know, so that's that's fine. Um, yeah, I, I think I'll I'll just say this real quick because I did not pay super close attention in this match to the point where I did not know it was for the number one contendership for the NWA before you told me that. They're doing a good job of giving these women reps. Like I, as a fan of Dynamite and as a fairly passive observer of the women's division because it's mostly like, all right, Britt, Nyla Rose, getting some red velvet in there and that's about it. Like I know Julia Hart now. I know Layla Hirsch now. I know Statlander, Mm -hmm. you know, whenever they decide to push her again. Like they're doing a good job of giving these women reps and just building like – the casual fans awareness of them to tell more stories down the road. So more power to them. Keep it up. But yeah, I I didn't. Oh, and the bunny, you know, I meant to name drop her, but yeah, like they're doing a good job. Keep it up. But yeah. Yeah, The other other thing with that is obviously we had the Camille confront moment, which was just cool. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. what we were just talking about last week, uh, Jade Cargill is, is back on on TV and, um, they said that they're returning action at AEW Dark or the other AEW Dark show, whatever that is. And um, so it's like, oh, OK, she's back now for OK, good, because they they need people mm-hmm. like that in the women's division. Big time. Because <laughs> uh, say what you will. Yeah, there's not they don't have a lot of people with that type of charisma right now. Um, I mean, they have no. plenty of people with charisma, but it's just, di- I don't know. That's just a different, it's a different type of character. And I think it fits in really she's well. The, she's the female Brian Cage, basically, where you just yeah, look at it and you're like, whoa, what? Whoa. But also like, she just has. a physical specimen thing. Yeah, 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 for sure. And But, um, she's, but she's got, like, she's got a different kind of cool to her. Yeah, too. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, so. There's a lot of other people on the show that you're like oh, this person is good, and they're a wrestler. And then you see her, and you're just like, I don't know what this person is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this so person we'll see is something out of Greek good. mythology. Like, yeah, yeah, no, good. Yeah, great. More power she to She needs her. to be More back variety. on the program for sure, so that's nice. Yeah. That's nice to see. Yeah. Um, all right, so then we have the main event, which everyone is looking forward to. Uh, Malachi Black <sighs> versus Cody Rhodes. And, um, man, uh, this was, I mean, this, I'm, 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 I'm confused. I'm a little confused with <laughs> all of this because this is now the second time Cody has done this where he's just gotten squashed by somebody and he's done nothing for a year. And you're sitting here and you're like, is he purposefully trying to make himself an irrelevant wrestler or not? Because I get what he's doing. I get individually each of these things. I get what is happening and why. But in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things, I don't understand what's happening and why. Because I would be I would be highly surprised if he retired 
now. Like they tried yeah. to do whatever that just yeah. doesn't make any sense to me, even from him. Like he said, he wants to wrestle to what he's at least 40 or 45. He gave like a, I think, I think he said 45 or something like he gave like a time. And, mm-hmm. um, and I could see him being someone who leaves earlier than usual wrestlers. Cause he has a lot yeah. of other stuff in, in charge of the shit. Like there, you know, I, I, that I understand, but right now I don't understand you're, you were the biggest star in the company nine months ago and or a year ago whatever and now you're like making yourself basically irrelevant like now it's like oh cody had a feud with qt marshall for three months and now he's just getting squashed <laughs> by people and you're like and i under, again in the short term i understand it it's it's huge for you know for alistair black like i i totally understand you made him a freaking monster immediately like i totally understand that and that thought process. But I don't mm-hmm. understand the thought process with the Cody Rhodes character at all. I understand he's been building up new people. That's been his whole thing over the past year. Yeah. And that's yeah. great. But you have to balance that out with you still being relevant. Because at some point, then you can't put people over anymore. If people are like, oh, yeah, Cody just he, he sucks now. It's like, so I don't. Don't know what I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't know what that thought process is. But for this again, like because they're so great and it was so shocking and all that, it was it was it was it was great. But and then the whole weird concussion speech at the end was weird. You know, all that was just very strange. And I'm just confused. I'm just thoroughly confused with the direction of Cody Rhodes and his entire character completely. And I'm. Well, and I, it, it disappoints me with how much I like this character. Huh. And, and, and you can talk, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. OK, well, I feel like one, what we have to keep in mind is that like you and I like and respect Cody Rhodes as a person and as a character. Yes. There's a whole lot of idiots out there who are like Cody Rhodes is like the new Triple H. Right, right. They're a bunch but of the morons. fact that all these stupid people believe that is what allows Cody to keep doing this because every time you're right, he did the exact same thing with Brody Lee. Mm-hmm. God rest his soul like a yeah. year ago. But every single time he goes out there has a big promotion for a match and then dies yeah. every single time people go, Whoa. So as long as people like people are clearly invested enough in Cody Rhodes in real life or not to be surprised when something like this happens, then it's going to keep working. I guess. So like, I do. I, yeah, that's the thing. Like it's this weird, we're in this weird territory where it's, I mean, it's completely out of kayfabe, but like he can do this because people are like, Oh, Cody runs the company. He's going to make himself look strong. So people do take him seriously. Even if he's lost, like, well, and this is why I'm almost worried. Cody is buying into these morons too much. And it's like, overcompensating no, for it and i hope that's I, not I think the case he, it's like i don't think so because he he if he were losing to qt marshall or anthony agogo i agree with you but like sure i don't know man he's he's won all the feuds i think he should have won and he's lost all the times where i'm like hey it would make a lot of sense for you to lose and lose big right here so i yeah yeah as long as people keep investing this much in this character, I I think it works. I'm fine with sure, it. I'm not sure, sure. No, it definitely about it. I'm more than happy with it. It definitely. I would does. have been a lot more mad because, like, yeah, the more they dragged out the like retirement thing, I was like, well, he's clearly not going to abide by that. If right. He takes both his boots off and leaves him in the ring because that's stupid. Like, right. I hope he doesn't. But he he didn't. So 
okay, like that's fine. I thought a lot of the promo he cut when he was like clearly kayfabe concussed was really great. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. We're, we're kind of highlighting over this because we both clearly really loved this match and this moment. Like, this was great. Mm-hmm. But I love that, like, not only do you put over Malachi Black as a stone cold killer, you put over that move. Yep. Yep. As yep. an absolute. And if game AEW over, like, needs blow. anything, and I love it's how they he, need wrestling moves put over because they have ruined most of their wrestling moves. I mean, you got the one winged angel yeah, and that's about it. The buckshot lariat, I Which, guess. I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry. It's a stupid move. Like I love hangman page and I think, I think it kind of looks flashy, but it's really dumb. If you, re- it's, it I think is. it works when he hits it on one person. He hit it on the bucks at once last yep. week with two arms. And that yep. looked weak. That was yes. pretty stupid. But yes, it did. It, so, so, but now you have this cause you have Cody, like you have him killing him. And then the pen, and that pin isn't putting over, oh, Aleister Black is so big and strong. That's nope. putting over, hey, Cody Rhodes is unconscious, so it doesn't <laughs> matter how I pin him because he physically can't kick out. Yeah. And then you have and me and you both made the same joke independently of one another. You have Tony Schiavone running there and be like, Cody, how are you? Are you okay? <laughs> I couldn't believe that. It's like so he's funny. dead. It's like, oh, they're they're but making fun I of Joe Rogan. Think... They're making fun of Joe Rogan. This is great. <laughs> but like but like the way Cody cut that promo, like he's clearly like he's IRL emotional. He's kayfabe emotional. He's also kayfabe dazed because right. he got clocked by what are they calling it now? Do they, they have a name for it? It's the Black Mass. That's what Did I did. They know change it the from, name. I don't even know. I assume see, they would. If that's what they called it before he went to WWE, I guess not. But I don't know. Oh no. Well, at least on so, this re, this write up I have here, it still says Black Mass. So okay. Well, cool. Sure. Know, so guess. yeah. The yeah. I was going to do the dumb NWA TNA thing and call it like the Dark Order, but that's already <laughs> exists. Right, right. Maybe they tried to do that and were like, mm-hmm. oh no, we got to keep it. But anyway, yeah, so he hits that, pins him with one foot because Cody's unconscious, and then Cody's unconscious for like a minute. Yeah. And then, and I loved, and I like that promo. I like that he's teasing. Here's what I thought was going to happen, genuinely, is I, I thought he was just going to say, like, hey, I love you guys. I got to go away for a while. I got to figure some stuff out. And I think that would have been a little bit better as a way to like, let him go on paternity leave mm-hmm. without having to formally retire to, to me. My only quibble with this was like formally teasing retirement was a bridge too far because everyone knew that that wasn't actually going to happen. Not yet. Oh, okay. Hang on real quick. Right before yeah. you finish that part, I just thought about this. You know, I was just thinking about that whole thing though. But if he is concussed, he doesn't know what he's doing. It still works, right? So like yeah. it kind of yeah. it kind of works. This is a concussed guy who literally just got killed by this incredibly scary yeah. person. Like that's not a far off thing to think about. Where he's mm-hmm. like, "Well, clearly I'm done with this." Like you know, yeah, like it it's, just it's just interesting. So I think it kind of still works even with some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but anyway, I, I think you can... you're right. And I think like there, there could be something really subtle going on there that we're just not used to seeing in wrestling. The other thing that, that still works is, and some people pointed this out, whether you like Cody or not, you, some more sober minded fans, I've seen point this out too, that like Cody's ego, he's a good, like he's in, I'm talking purely in kayfabe here. Like he's a good guy, but his ego is such that losing a match that badly makes him think about quitting. Right, right, yep. Like, that's that's real, and that's a really interesting note on this character, too. Concussion or no, dazed 
again, purely in kayfabe or no, that's super interesting. And I like that a lot. Like the same part of his brain. Again, this is purely kayfabe. This is character work that makes him kind of like big brother people and like do heel stuff when he's in matches with them. That same part of his brain when he gets big brothered by somebody like Malachi Black is like kind of wants to quit. Yeah, that's super interesting. And that's a really great like you're right. So it's weird because watching it as a fan, you're like, no, 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 no. What are you doing? Like, it's too soon for this. You need a whole proper retirement angle even if you do decide to retire young Mm -hmm. but there's another part of you that's like yeah but isn't that the point like how much of that is this cody rhodes character who can't who is one concussed and two can't stand a world where he can't big brother somebody like that's super interesting and i like both of those things but then i also the shot of malice oh what's his name malister black whatever Mr. Black <laughs> running back into frame with a crutch was almost comical, mm-hmm. but also a great moment of tension release where you're like, oh, OK, Cody's not retiring. You're yeah, like, I liked that. <laughs> I also like the idea of Alistair Black being like, wait a minute. No, no, no. This is my spotlight. Yeah. Like, I kind of like yeah. that idea where he's yeah. like, no, you are not going to take this from me. And I hope Absolutely. that's what his, I hope that's what his promo is on uh, on Wednesday. Yeah. I hope that's what it is. Where yeah. it's like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to let you up and quit and take this spotlight like that. No, right. I'm going to beat you up again. Like I just exactly. And then it's then then you you know then you can go the whole Cody self doubt thing, which he does so well. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the only thing is, I don't really know how to end it because I feel like you you gotta have Black still win this feud. So. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how they do that or how many matches or if they, you know, I don't know how, you know, I don't know how it'll play out. But either way, it started off with a bang, literally, and it's going to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, My money would be like they have like a big pay-per-view build with like a little bit more of an actual back and forth match that Malachi Black still wins at the next pay-per-view. But here's the I mean, you could I don't think they'll do this. You could conceivably just have Cody be done, like write him off. Yeah. And Malachi Black be like, listen, I wasn't going to let him make that moment about him because that's what he does. That night was about me. And I'm here and I'm going to mess up anybody else. Who, you know what I mean? And then, and then go true, from there. True. Like, yeah, that could. still could. works. So I, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But here's the thing. The fact that we're like nitpicking this story this much, it, the thing that's abundantly clear to me is that Cody Rhodes is a very smart wrestler. Mm-hmm. He's a very smart booker. He understands his appeal both in the minds of people like us who like his character and in the minds of the idiots out there who don't like his character and think he's always putting himself over. Yeah. That's he's part that drives me. Like you cannot you cannot like him. That's perfectly Give Cody fine. Rose's respect. But the That's reason the most, they don't like yeah. him is dumb. It's really stupid. And I think it's just PTSD yeah. from what we've dealt with WWE for so long. I think it that's probably is. what it's, it is. But it's, it, it's paranoia. Just sh- it's yeah. It, it's just a shame because yeah. he doesn't deserve for that but i also think he he i think he kind of likes it at the same time because he he's someone for well, everything works. you say about cody he also has a little he's got a freaking edge to him like i feel like in real yeah. life too where yeah. he kind of like he i think he kind of enjoys that type that a little yeah. bit he i think he enjoys a little bit of the hate at the same time so well he's this thing i think he's a really smart guy like he gets the business and he understands for example that like I don't think it's even the majority of fans. I think it's a vocal like 40% of fans think he's always looking to put himself over. And he understands that like tapping into that real life emotion Mm -hmm. so that every time he gets killed, those same people go, whoa, 
and yep. even us a little bit go whoa like he knows he can tap into that like yeah. he was talking to he, he had a interview this week and he told somebody oh i don't have a heel bone left in my body i did that for years that's not true but <laughs> no, he understands not. that he can get a better reaction and tell more interesting stories by playing this version of Cody Rhodes that is like 90% white me baby face. Mm-hmm. But there's that like there's that little bit there that just leaves you like you notice it. You see yeah. it and you're like, hey, that's there. And he's not a bad guy, but that's there. He knows he can get so much more mileage out of that. Yeah. Than if he was just hitting people with a chair every week. Well, also, there's also the element of like love or hate ultimately is kind of the same thing. In the wrestling mm-hmm. business, as far mm-hmm. as attention, as far as eyes. And that's one thing. And that's one thing that WWE in, in you know, in their whatever you want to say, got right. And again, as much as people don't like it with John Cena. Yeah. Like you can say whatever you want. Oh, they ruined this or oh, they missed an opportunity for this. It's like, but did they? Is he still not the biggest star in their company after not being there for years as the biggest yeah. white meat baby face? Since Hulk Hogan, like, it, it's because it works because everyone cares. Whether mm-hmm. they hate or love, everybody cares about John Cena. And it's, it's you know, well, so you can still tap into that. And I think he totally understands that. So I think, I think you know, ultimately, the whole ridiculous, uh, ridiculously stupid internet wrestling hate that a lot of people have is ultimately probably the best possible scenario with Cody just as a as a character anyway because yeah. you've basically cemented the fact that there will always be something to care about with this character absolutely because that's the thing like and they I don't think WWE did this intentionally with Roman Reigns but that's what made Roman Reigns a compelling character for a while before they reworked his actual kayfabe character is like he beats the Undertaker at Wrestlemania and comes out the next night in his boot for 15 straight minutes and is just like yeah, you guys suck, and then walks out, and that's it. And it, But it works because it's real-life passion. Because yeah. here's the thing, Mark. I've never felt any strong feelings about QT Marshall. No. doesn't no. matter. I think you're right. Like, Cody gets that. Cody gets that, hey, it's okay if 40% of these people think I'm kind of a selfish prick because now they're in. Like, let's go. Yep. You know what I mean? He gets yep. it. So the, the takeaway here is – Respect Cody Rhodes. My goodness. The, the dude biggest is good at what superstars he does. almost all the time have some level of polarization to them. Mm-hmm. Almost well, all the of them. I mean, what do you want the man to do? He literally booked himself out of the title picture immediately. Yep, and his stuff stupid. That. But yeah. Well, but like I get it because he was clearly like, no, we're, we're I'm going to do my own thing over here and it's going to be different. And that's fine. It. I Compare that. But OK, but, you know, I understand it. Like Sean but I still Michaels. hate it. Right. Well, it's like Shawn Michaels retiring after he lost to The Undertaker. Like, yeah, when the Young Bucks are like, if we lose this match, we'll never fight for the titles again. You're like, well, that's stupid. It is stupid. But when Cody does it, you're like, okay, well, this creates interesting storyline ripples down the road. And, like, he's adhered to it, so it works. Cody Rhodes is good. That's the takeaway here. Malachi Black, also good. But, like, we'll have more time to talk about him in the coming weeks. To be honest, I almost think if there's any takeaway – or if, if there's anything to be like, maybe that wasn't the best result here. Which again, this is like the tiniest of possible nitpicks. Ugh. All of the focus is literally on Cody Rhodes, not Malachi Black, even after all of this. <laughs> and so I'm like, 
you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe you could have done something. I don't know. Like, well, because that's I mean, like, what are we talking? What have we been talking about the past 10 minutes? It's about Cody. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, Cody Rhodes is about to go on paternity. That's the difference. Like, that's why. So we're no, going to talk about he's this not going to go on paternity leave. The babies are like the baby's been here for a while already. I'm, I'm telling you, I think he's looking for an angle to go chill at home with his new baby. Eh, no, that you could be right. No, you could be right. But I highly I, I doubt that also. You know why? Because literally they're just getting back into touring. Like everything's picking up. I uh, highly doubt he's going to be. That's a fair point. Yeah, we'll see. Leaving for that. that. That's my assumption going into this story. So that's kind of what I was expecting to happen. But yeah, yeah but knows? maybe, maybe. Who knows? I, who knows? But um, the, the point is, it was great. <laughs> that's the point. Point is, oh, yeah, uh, Malachi no, Black is back. He's awesome. Yeah. He's a killer. And it's going to be incredible. Cody's still probably the best all-around wrestler, at least one of them, in the entire world right now. And I think is in AEW as far as complete, you know, everything. And Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm not as just, much of great. like a... Um, yeah, I, I'm not as much of like a stickler for like technical stuff as a lot of people are. But like, because I don't think he's the... Somebody when he left WWE, I remember this line called him the master of the three star match. Mm-hmm. And physically, like I don't think he's the most insane in ring worker sure. out there. But this, like this is everything we've been talking about for the last like hour. It feels like he understands his characters. Yep. He understands how wrestling fans work, mm-hmm. and he understands how to work every kind of wrestling fan, whether you yep. like him or hate him. He yep. he understands storytelling. In a way that so many people out there don't, or maybe and also a lot that just people, that so many people just don't care about. Yeah, like he cares He's, about nuance and wrestling way more than anyone else. I think in maybe at all right now. It's it definitely in his own company. Yeah. That's for damn sure. He he gets it. He gets it in a way that a lot of performers out there don't. Mm-hmm. And that's yep. yeah. It's it's fun to watch. So, yep. yep. So again, it was just another episode of Dynamite. You were like. Okay, that was another best episode of Dynamite. It's just it, it every week right now, and almost every yeah. storyline is just red hot right now. And some of them haven't even developed. Like some of them were like, "All right, what's the storyline here?" But like, it's all developing. It's all starting. We got about what a month, month and a half till All Out. What is it? Mm-hmm. Middle of mm-hmm. uh, middle of September. So I guess I would have expected a few of these maybe to be a little bit more fleshed out by now. But there's so much going on, and there's so many directions that all these stories are going it's 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 a mm. great time it's a great time right now you know sure. it's wild and well we got to kind of wrap this up but you know it's wild Miro hasn't even had a feud for that title yet no not at he's all he's just been killing people yeah he hasn't even had a feud yet <laughs> well they've kind of had to rebuild his character because boy it was just trash when he first got got well, there right but i'm so. not counting all that i'm saying like since he flipped that switch yeah, yeah, and yeah. won the title it's just been him killing people yeah that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to have an actual feud for this pay-per-view and that's going to be fun. I hope so. Yeah. I don't I don't know what it would be cuz like you said there's nothing. Like there's no anything. So I don't know, maybe that'll be uh maybe Brian Danielson when he comes out to see him Punk's music at Rampage in 2 weeks. Maybe that'll be <laughs> that'll be the feud. It'll be him and me. Well, what's great about Daniel Bryan is you can play like it's you can play like ride of the valkyries because that's just classical music yeah, like, yeah. wwe well, has their own version trademark but you right, can just play right. the normal version yeah so that'll be cool he's still got his music i've thought about this a lot Mark. can you tell yep i like that <laughs> that's funny <laughs> all right um that's pretty much it then um yeah 
Make sure to follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla <laughs> and Instagram at behind underscore gorilla. Yep. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. Let's go ahead and do that. And um, all right, Harris, any uh, final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I know we said this last week, but I'm just going to say it again, and I'm going to say it next week, and we're going to keep it alive. Uh, if Cult of Personality hits on August 20th and David Arquette walks out, once again becoming the most hated man in wrestling, we're gonna we're gonna die. The podcast is going to be over because we will pass away. It will be the greatest moment of our lives. So keep an eye out yep. for that. Those, yes, those are the two options that I'm really hoping for. Yes, it would. Oh yep. man, <laughs> <sighs> that'd be awesome. Fingers anyway. crossed. It would be look. What better way to debut AEW's version of Thunder than David Arquette coming out again and ruining it again? <laughs> there's not. There's no. There's there's no topping it. There's nothing that could possibly be any better. No. Oh man. All right. Thanks so. Thanks a lot, guys, for hanging with us. We talk about dynamite and other stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next week.